Welcome back to episode 20. This is the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dane Chills. And we're your host for the show. This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include the occasional tidbit about erotica specifically. If you find you enjoy this podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, check out all our books at sexyfic.com. So, Henry, what have you been up? What's your most recent stuff? My most recent single book is a title called Sment Shoes. That is a gay erotica with some drowning peril and some water bondage. How about yourself? Uh, I've got a whole bunch of things out. Uh, I was talking last time about the Sexy Fix short series with several little short stories I've got out. Grace Underwater, Soon to be Single, and Diving for Diana. All three are water-based straight stories. Also, big news, Jack's Anniversary and Gay and Galveston are in the process of becoming audiobooks. Probably within a week or so of when this is released, those should be out there for sale. And uh, speaking of short tales, too, I didn't mention my Tales from the Compound. What's new with Tales from the Compound? I put 10 of those out there. There's 10 very short stories. They're perfect for Kindle Unlimited, or if you want to buy them, they're 99 cents each. And then I also put them in two collections of five bigger books, and each of those five has a bonus story. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. There's 12 individual stories. How How can you get the individual stories if you want to do that? Search for Tales from the Compound on Amazon, and it's a unique enough title that they all come up. Okay, very good. And there's yeah, easy to find. Them. Yeah, and they're standalone. If you find one that you think sounds good, it uh, doesn't require that you have read the first nine before you read number ten. They're pretty much a standalone story. So if number seven sounds like it should be good, go ahead and get it. It won't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't start with one if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. The Compound is a brothel, a fictional fictional. A fictitious brothel in Las Vegas where a scene takes place. And and these are straight? No, or no, gay, no, or? very gay. They're all gay, all male. The entire staff of the compound is male. No oh. girls allowed. Girls can read them if they want, but there's no girls at the compound. I would love to know how many women read gay fiction. I know there's some. Oh, yes, some yeah, do. Yeah. Okay, uh, continuing on with that, you said you would combine the ten individual stories into two collections. Mm-hmm. Two collections what? of five stories each and a bonus story with each What's of those. What's your thinking or logic behind that? Why not just all in one big story, or why not leave them ten separate? Why are you going to two collections? It gives people the option of going either way. If they like them, they can buy the whole shebang this way. If they just want to read them for free on Kindle Unlimited, they can do that individually. Or if they just want to buy, pick and choose a few stories, they can do that. Okay, the individual stories are free with Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. But they're not free to buy. Right, they're 99 cents to buy. And the collection is... three ninety nine. Yes, each collection of five stories with the bonus story is three ninety nine. So you're getting six stories for the price of four. Right. Okay, that sounds like a deal. Yeah. Plus the, the collections have, have a unique story that you cannot buy. Right. You have to buy the collection to get the separate stories. Okay, it sounds like a good way to go. It's it's working okay, yeah. People seem happy with it. Okay, so this is episode 20 already. I wonder where we'd be if we quit skipping weeks. 
we'd be at 20 some, not just 20. We need to stop skipping weeks. Often. Yeah. Yeah. Been We're busy with other things. So many projects going. Yeah. Recording audiobooks and researching for our porn and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to make sure these things work before we put, we put them in a book. So, yeah. Couldn't write it <laughs> if it wasn't true. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so we, um, we're we perfect, right? We never make a mistake with our books. We do everything right with the marketing. We, we break brilliant, brilliant works. Nothing ever goes wrong, does it? Um, that's not entirely true. Um, no, it hasn't gone perfectly. Perhaps other people can learn from our mistakes. Okay, we make mistakes. Darn it. But or, burst my bubble. Or learning. We, we learned from, from a couple things. Yeah, episode 20 is the one where we talk about the mistakes we've made. Both of them. What's one that you've made, for example? Well, probably the first mistake I ever made while writing Erotica was in choosing my pen name. Dean Chills is not my real name. Before Dean Chills? Well, I originally started out as A. Chills. There was a little thing I did with uh, anagrams and stuff, and it came up with the first name that started with A and the last name of Chills. And I thought that sounded pretty cool, except the first name was kind of useless. I didn't like the first name. So I just went with the initial A period Chills. And this was in 2013. And it turns out if you type A Chills into Amazon, you get all kinds of books that are thrills and chills and all kinds of stuff along those lines. There was nothing unique about the name. So anyway, A Chills turned out it was very hard to it was it had problems with search. You could not find it easily. You type in A space chills and every single word that has the letter A in it comes up. So that was pretty much useless. Evolving from that idea, I figured I would keep the same initial and expand out the name. So instead of A chills, I had to find something else. I know, I know. Well, it turns out at the time I was reading these How to Get Rich Off Erotica books. Mm-hmm. And they suggested the majority of successful erotica authors are women. And doesn't matter if you're writing straight fiction or gay fiction or lesbian fiction or alien fiction or whatever it is. They sell better if, you're, if you have a woman's name. So I was looking for names that would be easy to search. And the name that I came up with after quite a bit of research was Athena Chills. Unique. No other Athena Chills out there. If you look up Athena Chills on Google, you will find some books by me. They're all been renamed since, but they're probably still out there if you looked for them. The problem was, with this podcast, if I introduced myself as Athena Chills... That's going to be a little confusing, because I do not sound that female. No, 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 I don't think you sound like an Athena. I am not a woman, and I never <laughs> have been, and don't plan on becoming one anytime soon. But that's the pen name that I thought would sell better. And one thing led to another, and doing interviews, and doing podcasts, and it just, no, it wasn't going to work out. So I went with Dean Chills. Why? Because it's also kind of unique. You can't find... I don't think there are any other Dean Chills on the internet. If you Google Dean Chills, you're going to find all my stuff. And that worked out fine. I'm okay with Dean Chills. It, it does what I want it to do. I'm happy now. The problem is... Changing names on Amazon 
changing names on Barnes and Noble, changing names on Nook, changing names on Kobo, changing names on Smashword, changing names on All Romance. You folks get the idea. It gets very old, very <coughs> difficult, and difficult to keep up because a lot of these sites aren't do not change their databases very quickly. And the worst of the bunch is CreateSpace. If you get an ISBN with the name Breathless Prisoner by A. Chills, guess what that book says to this very day? Breathless Prisoner by A. Chills. And just a refresher, uh, CreateSpace is the one paperbacks. where you can get paperbacks published. Yeah, Self-publishing e paperbacks. Ebooks, it's a pain in the butt to change your name, but you can do it. Paperbacks, once the ISBN is created, you are stuck. So every last book that I've had in with these with the other names, either A Chills or Athena Chills, which is about 15, 17 books, I don't remember now, they all have the wrong name and they cannot be changed. They cannot be fixed. Only thing you can do is unpublish those books entirely and republish them under a new ISBN number, which then messes up your Amazon listings because they're... ASINs don't match up with the ISBN from the new book. So for a period of three or four months while I was changing names, I had three different names, two different versions of my paperbacks, and most of my paperback listings didn't match up with my ebooks and my audiobooks. So my catalog is a mess. It's just now getting to the point where Dean Chills actually does what you'd expect it to do. So I think the lesson here is decide on a pen name and uh, up front and stick with it. Changing a pen name and don't change your pen yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Start stick fresh. With if you want to, if you do want to change your pen name, start fresh. You can go forward, move forward with new books. Yeah, changing the old ones not it, so smooth. It's a mess. Be careful. Do your research. Think it through first. So that's my biggest and first major mistake. What do you do wrong? One of my biggies was early out farting around a lot on getting titles out. I think the way to to gain traction is to put a lot of titles out regularly. When you say regularly, you mean every four months? No, which is kind of what I did at first. You know, maybe not four months, but there was some serious gaps in between. I think once you start establishing a fan base and establishing a reader base, people start looking for your books to come out. And if they don't, they might kind of lose interest. I think it, I think it makes a difference to, to keep them coming out regularly. It doesn't matter if it's one a week, one every three weeks, but be regular and be consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really wasn't, especially at the beginning. I'm still not. I have so many other things going between editing and cover designing and audiobook recording. Well, that's legitimate farting around, at least. I was just farting around. Yeah, but <laughs> it still doesn't help get those releases out on a regular basis. Yeah, true. Another regret I have, it was a learning experience, I guess, more than a regret. The majority of my titles are gay. I have a few straight titles out there. I have uh, the Jake series, the Luckiest Man series. And those sold a few copies, and I've got a, a couple of other eroticas that are straight uh, bondage and breath control things. Um, they don't they don't fit with the majority of my books. They haven't done as well as the majority of my books. I think I would have probably done better just sticking with just gay. 
How about you? How, how you've done a mix as well? How I've done, done there? I think more straight books than you have, and it. Yeah, you're right. I think that's getting getting to be more and more of a marketing issue. Uh, my first six books were gay books. Then I did uh, the next, the seventh book I wrote was Bound for Happiness. Then I did The Biker and the Rose, Swimming Lessons. And there was a series there of like three or four books at one time in a row that were straight. And then just this year, I did those uh, three sexy fix shorts, Soon to be Single, Diving for Diana, and Grace Underwater. And all three of those were straight stories. And I think they were good stories. All of them were good stories. But uh, if I build up a gay audience, they don't want to read those straight stories. And if I build up a straight audience, they don't want to read the gay stories. Even if you're interested in one particular kink, like most of my stories involve some sort of water thing. Scuba lessons or pool play or bathtub play or something along those lines. They're usually water related. But even if you're into that and you're straight, you don't want to read the gay stories. Even if you're into that and you're gay, you don't necessarily want to read the straight stories. Now, some people are flexible enough. They can go both ways or either way. But uh, most people have their preferences and they don't really want to read outside that. It's a good thing I don't have any good bi books, huh? Bisexual? Yeah. That was that was probably my greatest failure. Uh, experiment-wise, I have a title out there called Heir of the King. And actually, I, I just reread it fairly recently, and I think it's a very good book. Uh, but nobody knows what to do with it, because the, the guy, the main character, is a king. He's bisexual, and he gets it on with his manservant. And then there's a nice kinky scene in the dungeon where he gets it on with two women. And there's some choking and breath play, and but it's bisexual. And straight people don't want it, and gay people don't want it, and I guess there's not enough bisexual people interested in it. And that has been my worst-selling title of all of them. Maybe if I had started, you know, if you were dedicated and did just bisexual and build up a market for that. Yeah, if if you were to specialize in nothing but bisexual stories, that would be another. That would be a third option: straight, gay, or both. Or you could specialize in something like, you know, multiple partners. I've got a three-way story. Um, two Nights of Mardi Gras. The guy has a, an affair with a married woman. Then the husband walks in, and all three of them go at it. So it's sort of straight. It's sort of gay. It's got a little bit of both in there. And I won't say it's my worst-selling book, but it's definitely not one of my better sellers. Simply for the same reason. It's hard to target one market or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the secret is maybe if you want to write in these different ones, split off your pen name, have a straight pen name, a gay pen name, a bi pen name, or just stick with one. So what you're saying is I should take my straight stories and come up with another pen name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, change your name again. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. no. It turns out I've got three straight stories sitting here on my hard drive waiting to publish probably within the next week or two. Hmm. Yeah. Come up with a new pen name. Yeah. Which bring which Diana chills. Which kind of brings us to another topic because we have social media. We're kind of so established in social media 
under our current pen names. That's true. With an author, your name is your brand. And that's part of the problem I was talking about a few minutes ago with the HLs and Athena Chills. It's almost like starting over with a new brand name. People look for HK Kiting's Erotica. People look for Dean Chills Erotica. If we go off and change that name at this point, they're going to start. It's like starting all over. Mm -hmm. I can't say for a fact, because we do put the name out there a bit, but I doubt too many people are really looking for Sexy Fic Publishing. It's usually either one of our names, I would assume, is where most people are coming from. Yeah, I think so, too. So the problem with that is social media. What do you do for social media? What do, Well, what is it? What, what do we talk about when we say social media? I'm talking about things like Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, where you socialize with people. You network with people. You don't just get on there and start pumping away on your stuff and start just talking about your things. You share interesting stuff. You chat with other people. You share their titles, their publicity. And then once in a while, you know, throw in your own things. Uh, socially, it's a it's a social. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it's called social media. Or what's your what's your thought on that? How do you define? Oh no, you're absolutely right. It's basically it's things like Facebook and Twitter and the other so- sites that are sort of like that. Why is this necessary? To get your brand out, to get your your word out that you have these books out there. Doesn't matter what your name is, doesn't matter what your genre is, doesn't matter what kind of stuff you write. If you write your book, you format your book, you publish your book on Amazon, and unless you're already a big name established author, no one's going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. It'll it'll be out there on Amazon and people may stumble across it. They may search for the keywords that you've put in there. But your odds are really going to increase if you're on social media and you're putting it out there, putting yourself out there. Yeah, I'm on several uh, Facebook writing groups, and every single day I see somebody on there posting, I've written my book, and I published my book a month ago, and so far I've sold four copies. What am I doing wrong? You haven't told anybody about it. Yeah, no. you can't just upload your book to Amazon and let it fend for itself because it's going to flop. If you can pick some really, really good keywords, you might get lucky and sell some copies. Even a blind pig finds some grain now and then. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to build up social media, too. Um, got 1,500-some followers on Tumblr, and that took quite a while to build that up. Uh, Twitter, you know, the, you know, building up thousands of followers on Twitter. It takes some time to do, and... Uh, it requires you being interesting and, you know, putting a little content out there besides just your books or, you know, just what you've done. What kind of stuff do you post on Twitter? Just your book commercials? Other things? Other things. Jokes. Interesting things that I find on the web. Um, the one that I, 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 and I try to gear at uh, the Twitter account that is under my pseudonym. I gear it toward, uh, you know, I'll put out there uh, news about bondage gear. Uh, hey, this website has a great sale on, you know, harnesses this week, or or there's some interesting list of sex tips, or just something funny, or something I thought of that was funny. And then uh, other people, plenty of other erotic authors, put their notice of, of their books out there. I'll retweet their stuff. 
and in the hopes, you know, maybe they will retweet mine. And then when I get a new publication out, I'll broadcast it. Tumblr is just a collection of dirty pictures, basically. You've mentioned that you spent a lot of time on Tumblr in the past. And what do you, you mostly just... Uh... Share and reshare uh, pictures. You decide what kind of theme you're going for. And in the case of the Loving Air Tumblr that I have set up, it's a lot of bondage, a lot of breath control. It's all gay. There's all guys. So it's focused to your audience. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, do you do any other... You mentioned Twitter several times. I do much of the same thing on Twitter. I started dabbling on Pinterest, but I don't think that's really a place for gay bondage erotica so much. It's a lot of arts and crafts and things like that on Pinterest. And yeah, there, there are going to be sites out there that are sort of inappropriate, yes. There is plenty of naughty stuff on Pinterest if you search for it, but I don't think that's the majority. But it's worth a try, and I put some stuff out there. And then there's a difference between just posting naughty stuff and actually being Engaging. worthy of advertising a, a book. Mm-hmm. Just because people look at dirty pictures doesn't mean they're going to buy storybooks. Right, yeah. Okay, how about Facebook? Everybody's got a Facebook account. What do you do marketing-wise on Facebook for your erotica? Mine? I don't do any. You have a Facebook account? I have one under my real name. I don't have one under my pseudonym. And, and you I, don't mention erotica under your real name. I don't. And I kind of hate Facebook, too. So, yeah, between those two factors, yeah, I don't have... How about, how about yourself? Do you have Well, I your, have a Facebook account under my real name, and I don't post erotica there any more than you do. Uh, I do have a Facebook page for Dean Chills. If you want to look me up, it's facebook.com slash dean period chills. And just follow me or I'll friend me or whatever you want to call it, and I'll follow you back. That's no problem. I don't do very much with it. I really ought to make more use of it, but uh, I have the account, but I don't do too much on Facebook. You also, you, you spend a lot of time on Tumblr. I have a Tumblr account also. Uh, your Tumblr is Loving Air. My Tumblr is Sexy Fic. I do very little with Tumblr. I have the account. I have posted some stuff. I just don't have the time to be collecting a lot of pictures. Pinterest, I've never tried that for erotica. Um, what else is out there? Instagram is out there, and there's a lot of erotica stuff on Instagram. They're pretty touchy about it, though. If you start getting inappropriate on Instagram, I think they're pretty quick on shutting you down. They they don't tolerate much nudity. You can, you can be pretty racy, but I think they have a pretty hard line. I've never posted any kind of erotic pictures on there, but I certainly have gotten some sent to me from places. I have too, and I've noticed they've gotten shut down. <laughs> it doesn't last long. Yeah, it doesn't seem to. Yeah, so that's that's one if you do on Instagram, you'd have to be careful of. How about LinkedIn? I bet you do a lot of erotic stuff on LinkedIn. I don't even have a LinkedIn under my real name. <laughs> 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 yeah, LinkedIn is basically, it's a connection site for professionals where people go to, I don't really know, actually. They, business they go to networking. Be it's more, more of a networking thing for business types, I think. Yeah. I, uh, you could probably do something if you've written business books or professional books or something. I just don't see erotica happening or working real well on LinkedIn. There's YouTube, too. Could YouTube work? You could do, t- well... What would you do on YouTube? I mean, at, at some point it becomes actual porn. Yeah. You can do video ads of your 
books, book I trailers, guess. things yeah, like book, that. Book trailers, yeah. That is something I have been meaning to try for over a year is book trailers. Just need to get the time to do book trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have enough projects. Well, the thing is, for a long time, I thought they were a dumb idea. I mean, when was the last time you bought a book based on a book trailer? Never. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, it, I, if you get it out there, you can draw some attention to your stuff, and it might not hurt. But I really don't think book trailers are that effective. But then again, I have never done one, so mm-hmm. it's just an opinion at this stage. Okay, so what is the bottom line on social media? It's a good thing, and everyone should do it. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It is. It is free. very time consuming. It's yeah. free advertising. We're talking about getting the name, getting your name out there. Way to publicize your book. You can spend a lot of money advertising your books. Social media doesn't cost anything, or very little if you buy certain tools to manage your Twitter or something like that. It's a good, cheap way to get your name out there. Yeah, it is, and it's effective. I definitely notice when I put an announcement out there on my accounts about a new publication, I get a spike in sales. It definitely gets the word out. And this is all completely separate from a website like sexyfic.com, which we'll talk about another time. This is just the standard social media kind of things. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything unusual with Twitter? Do you do anything unusual with Instagram, Tumblr, or Facebook? We would love to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Send us your emails. Or if you have a specific question, even better yet. If you have anything you want to share with everybody about it. Well, we would love to hear from you. If you have a comment, complaint, question, or topic suggestion, email us at sexyfic at gmail.com. Or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to record a a message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review to the show if you like it. Also, stop by sexyfic.com and sign up for our mailing list. You'll be updated every time we come up with a new book. We're also looking at adding some new free fiction on there. I've recorded a couple of audio stories that I'd love to give away to subscribers to the list, and that'll be coming up fairly soon at sexyfic.com. That sounds tantalizing. It was supposed to. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is HK Kiting. And this is Dean Chills. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.